Bulls on Parade podcast by the Underground Run Club, powered by Matt Black. Hilfe. <laughs> you stole my first line, nah. you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go for something like that, so I thought, you know what, I've got to take it. I was actually preparing things to say when I was walking here with your coffee, and I was just like, first one off the rank, Hilfa. Hilfa. So good. I'm actually spewing within capture what we were talking about yeah. prior to recording. It's all right. <laughs> we'll see if we can, we'll see if we can sneak it. In. Yeah, I'll use my magic, <laughs> sneak it back in somewhere. <laughs> it's definitely well worth trying to sneak back in there. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. For those that are not aware, don't recognise the sensual tones of the voice sitting opposite me. It's Michael Henratty. Everyone knows Mick from, uh, I think, yeah, post Sutherland to Surf showing at uh, Wanda Surf Club on the uh, on the guitar and on the mic. It was a good arvo. It was a great arvo. But um, obviously Mick's been coming, as you all know, to Run Club Fairly inconsistently. <laughs> for the, the year 2022. But, mate, I'd like to, uh, first and foremost, thanks for thank you for coming on. No, um, thank you for having me, Daniel. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. It's good to be here. I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, oh, sorry to get into this chat today. You and I have had a friendship for a long time. How long, you reckon? 20 years? Yeah, mate. Well, yeah, close to, I reckon. Mm. Started at the... Uh, Mighty St. Christopher's Football Club, Rugby League Football Club. Yeah, 20-year player sitting right here. Well, I don't like to talk about it too much, but <laughs> happy to tell you about some of my best games and highlights, but maybe save that for another day. But <laughs> no, mate, I, I think, I don't know if my brother coached you. No. He coached your brother. Yeah, Grant coached my youngest brother. Yeah, so I think, as I said, when you boys obviously joined the club, it was just because it's such a family-oriented club, and everyone just sort of knew everyone sort of thing, so... Yeah. It was good. It was a good, um, it was a great environment, actually. It was. When the Henratties and the Wagstaff families united, it was like the great uniting of the Targaryens and the. Uh, <laughs> you know, mate, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Powerful family. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, my old man actually said to me the other day, he goes, when him and your old man would catch up or whatever, and they'd be having beers, it'd be movie quote central. And I'm like, well, not much has fucking changed, to yeah, be honest. Seriously. So that's a classic. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's. They were good times back at St. Chrissy's. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, it was, um, very, as I said, the best part about being at that club was just the, the calibre of families involved. Yeah. And just like everyone willing to roll their sleeves up, help each other out. And it was just, I was like, friends for life down yeah. there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. my best mates are still the blokes that I grew up playing footy with when I was like 12 years old. Yeah. You know, so it's. 100%. It's, it's funny, I drive past uh, the old Bill Delaney football ground every now and then and I wonder like I wonder how the club's going these days because it's been it's been a long time since I've been a part of it mate they're still going good I mean they sort of sit mid-pack in terms of what club, ch- club championship sort of thing well yeah like club size and that sort of thing but mm. Grant's still involved and my nephew Jack yeah he's 17 this year or next year Fucking hell. yeah I know I know and so wow I'm like Someone's already come up to me and said, mate, why don't you take on the 18s and just sort of like try and push these kids through to A grade and get the A grade going again sort of thing. And I'm like, there's this part of me that's just like, oh. Is that why you asked me not long ago, would you ever consider coaching again? Uh, nah, maybe. <laughs> 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 uh, nah. Um, 
but like as, as soon as people ask you the question, it's like you know how much fun you had when you were in it yourself, sort of yeah. thing, and like coaching the next young bunch of like you know young men yeah. coming through, sort of thing. Yeah, it's like you've done it. It's, Mate, a, it's a great experience. Some, some of the best memories I had at that club were not actually playing; they were coaching. Mm. Yeah, I only coached for a couple of years down there, and then um, started working like full time in the game. So like couldn't commit to yeah. Tuesday, Thursday training and that sort of thing. And I had to be out and about at grounds on weekends and stuff. Yeah, so I couldn't do it. But it is a big commitment. Like massive. I mean, you look at junior football clubs like that; they are essentially volunteer based. Like, and it, it as I said, it is a massive commitment. You'll you'll find too, mate, when. When a club finds good volunteers, like people who put their hand up for things, they will just keep hammering those same yeah, people. Yeah, it's like they'll burn them out. Yeah, so anyway, and they end up trying to avoid it. And yeah, well, that's like they end up going, "I can't do this anymore, man," because yeah. they've taken on twenty eight jobs, yeah. and it's just not manageable. So I remember my mum used to do the canteen lot down there with Kim Calhoun. <laughs> I don't remember if she ever sort of got burned out. She was always willing to put a hand up, but yeah. like thinking back now, like. For a junior sporting club to operate, it requires a lot of people selflessly putting in their time. Mate, my, my parents' relationship was tested many a time because my old man, when he was president or whatever... He was like, president for a long time, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, about seven or eight years. Mm. But, like, when he was down there, on the Sunday night, like, he wouldn't get home. Like, he'd keep the bar open until, like... How fucking good was Sunday like me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, like, he... That culture, like, he sort of said, well, you want to keep people around, you want to keep people bonding with one another and that sort of thing, and what better way to do it than being on the pitch? <laughs> but, um, but, like, yeah, so he said that they'd be sitting down there till 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and, like, mum would be sitting there going, Ken, we're going to go home like yeah. this, you know, like, you've got to work tomorrow sort of thing, but he just wanted to make sure everyone was having a good time, and the little core group of people that built on those Sunday nights, like, yeah. that's what it was about. It wasn't yeah. just about footy, it was about... Like community and yeah. bringing people together. So well, it's, it's funny you say that because I guess it's not too dissimilar to, I guess, some of the stuff that you see at the run club at the moment. I was actually just about to say, like, the community you've built down there in terms of, like, it's the same thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people getting involved and I've actually been listening to, like, some of your previous episode podcasts, been some good ones too, yeah. actually, and I've yeah. um, actually taken quite a bit out of it. But it's just interesting to learn about, everyone's different lives yeah. but like how everyone's connected yeah as well through yeah. like um similar values and that yeah, type of well thing like i think so for those that don't know yesterday was more than a run um for supporting movember um and one of the biggest things when these events happen obviously this was on a larger scale than what we're talking about with the urc and, and getting to know us as individuals we all come from different backgrounds shapes sizes ethnicities like there is we're all so different but when you have a, a common a common passion or a shared passion which is what brings us together at the run club it's running but i think what transcends the running is we all have a shared passion for um actually for community yeah right like a lot of the feedback i get and a lot of the conversations i have is it's, it's about obviously to use yesterday's event as to steal the name more than a run the urc yeah, for a lot of people is about more than the run it's about the connections that we all have down there well i'm gonna let you know an inside tip here well, you probably already know this but my <laughs> favorite part of tuesday thursday mornings is actually the coffee shop part <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> the post the post run because the, the run for me at the moment obviously because where i'm at with you said it at the start 
and I'll put my hand up. Yeah, I am inconsistent, and I'm probably in my head too much and not fully committing to it mentally. Yeah. Um, but it's it's, it's lonely for me at the back, man. <laughs> Yeah, and you sit there with your thoughts going, "Fucking hell, bro!" Like you should have been up with that, you know? Because yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. get some good gains, and then it'll be like I'll drop away again, and so on, and then I'll fall back to, yeah. the, to the back again. And well, like mate, there's so many different directions I want to go with this now because there's lots that we can actually talk about. Like obviously the lifestyle that you live with your gigs and your music, like it is difficult. I get it, yep. but it's funny. I only I said you've been coming inconsistently this year because I know that I think about 12 months ago you said, "Mate, I just don't do well with positive reinforcement." Someone needs to just hose me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking hose me. Yeah. I think that comes from that old footy mentality as well, like having an old trainer of mine who just, if you were bludgeoning, he'd just fucking absolutely tear you up in front of everyone yeah, too. And it'd yeah. just be like, you didn't want to cop that again. So yeah. you'd sort of like fucking pick me, so like yeah. you'd pick your act up pretty quick. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like the whole softly softly oh great job and like in my head it's like fuck off just give like it to condescending. me condescending like, just hit me with it yeah. i was pathetic like fuck. <laughs> give it to me straight yeah that's it that's it don't <laughs> fuck around yeah but mate as i said like the lifestyle obviously we all know that you got gigs regularly and that sort of lifestyle generally you're, play, you're performing at venues where there's alcohol involved it's night time or you've got weddings away like trying yeah. to find consistency and putting time in for yourself late night after late night also working a full-time job and then also committing time to your partner and not very soon to be your baby as well yeah mate look i actually analyzed um probably just my behavior over the last say 10 to 10 to 15 years and and you know yourself so like back in around about 2006 2007 i started running quite a fair bit. I got very, very good at it. I used it to get fitter for footy. Yeah. Um, I was swimming two days a week as well. So I was like high volume of training, but I was only working. I was actually still at uni then. So I had a lot of time. Were you at the Crown then? Working at the Crown? Yeah. So that's yep. when I was working part-time at the Crown. I had a lot of time in the day in between my lectures and that sort of thing to do all my fitness and that sort of stuff. And then when I graduated and started teaching, I only had one job. And it was, you know, teaching is quite structured in terms of you knock off it. Well, you, the bell goes at three o'clock. Yeah. You get a little bit of work done in the afternoon, but you still, you can be out and about doing some exercise at four o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. a lo- lot of people who work office jobs and that sort of thing yeah. don't have that um, luxury. Yeah. So I was extremely into my fitness and I was like um, strength and conditioning coach at the, uh, for the like junior reps at the yeah. Bulldogs yeah. from like 2010 that. to 2014. Um, so like who I was, that was a big part of like, I was, as I said, like being fit was part of my identity then. Mm. And I actually, I analyzed, I'm like, when did I start doing more and more gigs? And it was around that 2014 mark where I started doing it every weekend. So now I was getting to weekends and working full-time during the week and taking on two or three gigs a weekend and that. And I, that's, I think that's when I noticed, I actually retired from footy as well, 2013. Yeah, right. And when that happened, everything else sort of dipped as well. So it was sort of a combination of probably hanging the boots up with footy, but then also starting to work every weekend, playing gigs and that sort of thing. Mm. So 2014 to 2022, what's that, eight, eight, eight years? Yeah. So I've been working most weekends. Looks about eight years worth. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'd say about a deuce, deuce and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, it's. I sort of look at it and go, I'm not really surprised where I'm at mm. at the moment. Yeah. Um, because my priorities have sort of shifted. Yeah. I sort of had, you know, what I mean, some financial priorities as well. I've probably yeah, yeah. Um, emphasized that too much lately because saving for a house and, and, and yeah. just trying to get a head start and making sure for when the baby comes, like everything's family, yeah. rock solid um, finance wise. So. And mate, th- that's the thing. I think we've had this discussion before. And look, I mean, on the run sheet, I wanted to go and t- start sort of talking about personal development and reading books because I think we always get so much value whenever we have these conversations, but it's just going down that path anyway. So, mate, we've had discussions like this before and I think the biggest thing that I try and sort of give to you is like don't you can't beat yourself up for where you're at because like we're here because we chose to be. Yep. So understanding that through an accumulation of compound decisions – we are where we are right now because of our own choices and that means also that if we want to get somewhere else all it comes back to is a decision yeah absolutely which will lead into another decision which will lead into another decision so ultimately we are responsible for where we are right now solely wholeheartedly completely on our own but not beating yourself up for i guess you know you had to make those decisions when you retired from footy, you went into full-time work, all that sort of stuff, other priorities became more important. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah, I think I think I just beat myself up about it because, as I said, it's I used to really, really prioritise and be proud of. I'm, you know, it's, I'm, I'm super fit. Fitness. Well, mate, the funny thing is, I don't know if many people know this, but you are part of the reason why I started running long distance. I remember I used to see you just like cruising around where we used to where we grew up bonnet popped <laughs> decent rig on ya sweating bullets and yeah. i thought fuck mix fit like i always used to think that at our footy club I always used to look up to you and think fuck mix so fit and then yeah in about 2012 was when i first ran my ran my first half marathon so around that time was like i knew you ran that with your old man yeah cuz i ran past you <laughs> yeah i did well it was more like yeah it was sort of you probably just heard something go <laughs> that was me yeah 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 i do remember that i also remember i think you'd been training for maybe i can't remember whether it was a half marathon or your first full marathon and we'd just won the comp it was in september sydney <laughs> running festival <laughs> And you're at the clubhouse and we were all partying because we just won the premiership. Yep. And I said, Mick, there's always going to be another half marathon. We may not ever get another premiership. And you never ran the next day. You <laughs> just stayed out with us all night. I think, man, you ended up on Henry Lawson Drive in the nude <laughs> at about 8 a.m. Stock standard. <laughs> just stopping traffic. Yeah, no clothes on for no apparent reason. <laughs> That was a ritual. We had to do it. It was a ritual after winning the comp. I think we got the spoon one year and we still did it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's Bill, not an option. Bill Delaney has seen some dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Mate, there's a, there's a good photo floating around of like... I think I know the one you're about to say. Oh, mate. It's just like, and everyone's just proud as punch. With, like... <laughs> Full package out. I think I'm. I think I'm like covering up someone's like yeah. someone's package. Yeah, oh, it's mate. you and all the A grade boys with no kid on. Yeah, a. yeah. But I no. don't even think I played that game. I just got nude. I was gonna say not even not even hiding anything. You're just standing no. there, proud as punch. That's it. Hands on hips. 
<laughs> so fucking funny. That nah, was good. Now, um, where we were, what, what, I don't know. What we talked about. Going tangents like that. Yeah. So good. Ilfa. Um, yeah. Um, but I think going back to what you were saying about you had you had your own fitness in such you held it in such a high regard. It is easy to beat yourself up sometimes because I know that you think the way you think now is like I should be able to do this. I should be here. Yeah. But saying that that is not. It's like it's almost like I could be here. Not I should be because you shouldn't be because it's not reflective to the training. Yep. Or not reflective to, to the consistency. Um, but mate, it's so fucking fine to not like. As I said, I only said inconsistent because I wanted to get a rise out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think a, a quote. What is it? Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. But what I do is I sort of I go I compare myself to who I was. 10 years ago yeah, yeah. and and then that's who I that's what I base my comparison yeah, off and it's yeah. like well mate like things change like as I said lifestyle choices and that sort of thing like it's just you've got to just go alright and I the common theme I keep hearing in the other podcast yeah. is everyone's just like just keep turning up yeah that, that's a common theme I keep hearing yeah. in the podcast episodes yeah and like every time it gets said I in my head I go it's so true like well, Baxter, you're so wise. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's. You fucking look like Ron Burgundy I, at the moment. Someone eh? actually messaged me the other day with a picture of me going fucking loving the Ron Burgundy vibes <laughs> you're sending out. I'm like, excuse me? I don't speak Spanish. Um, but, um, yeah, look, it's, that's probably what my biggest problem is, is just sort of getting the shits with, I'm not, um, I'm not who I was 10 years ago and it's mm. just sort of like I've just got to keep turning up these things. When I did it, like I came at the start of the year, I was doing like two sessions a week. Then we are doing sand dunes as yeah. well on a Wednesday morning. That's right. And I actually was like getting some really good results to the yeah. point where I was close to keeping up with the front pack. Yeah. Um, like with you guys and that sort of thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting back there sort of thing. And then... It's not so lonely anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like talking to people again. Um. <laughs> But then it was like I dropped off again because things got stressful at work. Yeah. Like I've, I've I've just come back into teaching as well, and that's another sort of like um, that's another stress as well. Like yeah. you know when you're learning a new job or you're learning something new, and your brain is fully like immersed in that sort of thing. I can't seem to disconnect yeah. from that, so I find myself thinking about that, and I'm in that constant learning mode. Like mm. when things become automated, when you do something for a few years or whatever. Yeah. You have to think less about that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so then you can sort of then go right. I know how to do this with my eyes closed. I can focus on on yeah. something else. I'm having trouble trying to, you know, when it's time to switch off from work, go bang like and then compartmentalize. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So do you think um, it's funny because like I look at running for me is my is my way to switch off, mm. but it's also I think it kind of depends on where I'm at because it's also my creative space like. I'll go for a run if I want to. If I've got some things I need to address with myself, or some problems I need to solve, or also if I really just want to switch off and just zone out and just get in flow with running. So, if if that's like, what do you think that is for you? Is it music? To be honest, it, it's it was either used to be going for a run or um, doing like a, just a long swim, yeah, like okay. just doing lap after lap, like fifty laps or whatever, staring at the black line. Yeah, but like it was, it was an opportunity just to, um, not be like disconnect from everyone. Like yeah. it's literally like in my teaching all day, you're dealing with people. It's a yeah. constant like, 
Hey, bring it. My head went I straight there. I'll beat you to it this time. <laughs> but it's like... High frequencies. High frequencies, yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, you're dealing with, with people all day, kids all day, that sort of thing. And then I get to the weekend and then I've got to put on this, yeah, man, let's party face and mm. I've got to interact with people again. Then you get pissheads coming up going, fucking play horses, man. <laughs> like, And you're just like, man, I love that song so much. But like you want to literally put your fucking guitar over their head sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. But Imagine you just did oh, that. Oh, mate. Sorry, sir. Like I'll do strictly 80s <laughs> Billy Joel. Um, but, yeah, so it's like it's draining, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So I'm, I'm, I'm a very extroverted person, but oh, yeah. I need to disconnect sometimes. So, mm. like, I know I sort of said that being at the back of the pack when we're running on Tuesday, Thursday morning it can be a shit thing, yeah. but also as well it's just a moment for me to have one hour to myself. Yeah to just collect thoughts and that sort of thing. But I think, like, as you said, it's like a, you when you do it sort of thing, you've got that base level of fitness where you can actually concentrate more on your thoughts, whereas yeah. I'm sitting there going, fuck, my lungs are burning hard, man, or like, <laughs> fuck, my legs are sore. Like, yeah. So it's I can't get that, yeah. what I used to get in yeah. terms of being able to think clearly because I'm still focused on how my body's feeling at yeah. the moment because I'm not at that base level. That's an interesting point to make because sometimes I think I'm guilty of forgetting that that's what it's like for some people. Like, I, I can go for a run and I don't have that. Unfortunately for me, I don't have that um, situation where I'm like, fuck, my lungs are exploding or my legs are sore. Like, obviously, unless I'm going and doing like a hard interval or hill session or something like that. But I do forget sometimes that for a lot of people, getting out for a run, even for, you know, three to five K run is like, a massive task and it's very taxing draining painful and it isn't an opportunity for people to switch off because all they're thinking about is how much this fucking sucks and further to that too waggy it's like that actually that knowing what that feels like is almost a deterrent mm. that is a deterrent for a yeah. lot of people i don't want to put shoes myself on. through that pain yeah. so i'm not going to yeah and that's the choice that they make because they know yeah they're, they're basically anticipating the pain that they're going to go through but that just starts a cycle of avoidance you get worse avoidance you yeah. get worse and yeah. that's like i put my hand up because that's i make an ex I'll, I'll make an excuse but i know that long term that excuse is just gonna set me back even further, further. yeah or set you in that cycle yeah that's like right said it's funny i feel the same way about swimming that you know what i mean like swimming my lungs are like i feel like i'm gonna have a fucking panic attack mm. just getting the breathing yep and anytime i swim i have to slow my fucking stroke rate down so much and just focus on letting all the air out so I'm not, like, building up um, that carbon dioxide in my lungs and feeling like my chest is going to fucking implode. Yep. Uh, but it is a deterrent. It's interesting you made that point because, like, for me, as I said, going back again, saying I'm a little bit guilty of this sometimes, I'm like, just put your shoes on and just fucking start moving. It's not that fucking simple. It, it sounds simple, but it's also not, like, because there's a lot of factors that contribute to someone going... I know what this is going to feel like. It's a long journey to get to where I may have been before. Is it ever going to not hurt? Am I ever going to get fitter? And then like having those thoughts go through your head, it's not as simple as just putting your shoes on. Yeah, that's right. Like th that's one of the things that sets us apart from other animals. It's like it, we have the ability to plan and think ahead. Mm. And that can sometimes act as a bit of a Almost. detriment because it's like, I know this is going to fucking hurt. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the easy route. Yeah. So. Almost too smart for our own good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
Now we mate, we've touched on a lot of a lot of stuff, and we've sort of gone into um, a lot of a couple of areas that I wanted to go into the personal development side of the conversations that you and I always have. Are always, what I walk away thinking, fuck, I've got so much out of that because we, I guess, we're both into a lot of the same things um, in terms of that personal development, personal growth, knowing that the more I learn, the more I realize there is to learn. Right. Talk to me about when that journey started for you, uh, when, you know, becoming an avid book reader and trying to better yourself. I think I probably started reading like, yeah, like self-development books and that sort of thing. Probably only really, um, I think after getting made redundant a couple of years ago, yep. I started reading a lot because um, I didn't know it at the time. I, I took a redundancy at the end of 2020. And it, like, I actually took the redundancy that I was offered a job to stay at the company I was at. Mm. But they did a restructure and I went for a management position and didn't get it. Mm. And um, I don't think I've sort of really... Most things I've done I've succeeded at in the yep. past sort of thing. And this was sort of like, this hasn't happened to me before. I was just sort of like... And it made me feel not valued. Like I, rem- I remember you going through this. Yeah. I remember talking to you about it. Um, and I didn't realise it at the time because I took the redundancy and then another organisation reached out to me straight away. They said, mate, we heard you got made redundant. Come and work for us in this new role sort of thing. And I went, I was a bit 50-50 about it. And then I said, yeah, yeah, okay, no worries sort of thing. I'd, but anyway, um, six months into that role and, and I, I started like, I realised that I just had no... I did not back myself at all anymore. Like, I just lost this confidence that I used to have in myself sort of thing. And um, so I started reading self-development books there to try and source some answers about just how I could turn that around. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to sort of um, get myself out of it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that was probably the point when, yeah, I started reading some, like, heavily reading stuff. Um, what was that book I borrowed off you for two years? <laughs> that was years ago, that one, that... Um, mindset. That's right. By, by Dr. Carol Dweck. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, like, um, in terms of growth and fixed mindset, that sort of thing, like, I'll catch myself in fixed mindset so much now. Mm. As I, and when I look previously and sort of go, no, I used to be a lot more growth mindset sort of um, person. But um, for, for the listeners that might not know, let's talk about what fixed, grow- fixed and growth mindsets are and the difference between them and how to, uh, maybe how to identify if someone does have a fixed or a growth mindset themselves. <coughs> Basically, fixed mindset people believe that you have a certain amount of potential in a particular area of your life and once you've hit that, your sort of thing, that's it. Some people are just better than other people in, um, in certain fields. Yeah. Um, Growth mindset of people, on the other hand, are just basically all about um, the, the, the process, basically saying, if I keep doing this, I'm going to get better and better and better. Okay? Yeah. And basically just committing to that process of improvement, yeah. um, constant improvement. <coughs> fixed growth, uh, fixed, uh, fixed mindset people also are constantly having to prove their ability to other people all the time, mm. whereas growth mindset of people are just self-referenced. Yeah. Okay? They just basically monitor their own improvement regardless of what, what's going on around them in terms of what other people are doing and that sort of thing. Which so. is interesting to re- get reflect back on f- earlier in this chat when talking about fixed mindset, when you were talking about you compare yourself to Nick from 10 years ago, thinking that like, 
I should be here or I know that what I'm capable of because I've done it before mm. instead of going, well, let's just go switch to growth mindset and go, no, I'm going to work out how I can actually enjoy the process of getting back to that stage. Yep. I, I like to um, I like to reference this analogy a lot because I think it's actually so fucking good. Like uh, it might not resonate with some people, but it resonates with me a lot and that's the theory of compound interest right yep so a greater number yields a greater result <coughs> so if you invest ten thousand dollars into a bank and you're getting x amount percentage returns from an investment account or whatever obviously a larger number in five years time like ten percent of ten thousand dollars is smaller than ten percent of you know fifty thousand dollars right but then you actually take the theory of compound interest to personal growth a more open-minded person who is more willing to learn more is going to become smarter and more evolved. And by becoming more sm- more evolved as a person, you're opening the door of possibility even further by learning more, if you understand what I mean. Yep, I do. I Probably just to go a little bit further on that as well, in terms of, I'm going to use fitness yeah. as your as your reference point here but i find that if you consistently commit to that it has a flow and effect and so there's your compounding effect mm. in all other aspects yeah. of your life yeah um and i don't know whether it's because i don't know you're just sort of more positive towards things um or you just take the same approach as what you're doing with your fitness and you apply it into other aspects of your life and has that multiplier effect. Mm. I just find that when I was, um, like when I was really super fit and, and really vigilant with my, my regime, opportunities comp- like constantly presented themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think do that's sort of a compounding effect. Do you think it's actually not that the opportunity, there was more opportunity there, it's just that you were probably more aware of it because you were more open to s- seeing them? Yeah, possibly. And then, but then you also go into the law of attraction where, like, you, you're going to get back the energy that you're putting out. So, like, if you're positive and upbeat and outgoing and energetic, you're going to receive that back. Well, people are drawn to that. Yeah. Like, 100%. It's, no one wants to be around a negative, yeah. you know, like, um, dragging me feet everywhere sort of yeah. thing. Like, no one wants to be around that. Like, yeah. every, like, someone, it's like when you're in a pub, right? We, you know, we used to do this all the time, but like you'd I be happy. Before, and you'd before you go any further, when you just said when you'd be in a pub, I just had flashbacks to Mad Monday at Reevesby Pub. <laughs> <laughs> what dress was I wearing? Um, <laughs> Literally that exact yeah. flashback. <laughs> I remember my last one was a nice little blue number that really brought my eyes out. But anyway. Um, Why do we do that? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Anyway, sorry. Um, still your, uh, but like, so we used to say, us boys, like when we're at the pub, it's like, we were sitting there having the best time at our own table and we didn't care about what else was going on. We were just having an absolute bell to laugh. Yeah. And people would actually, like, want to get in on it. Like, yeah. people would actually just come up and like, yeah. like, what's going on? We did it in a, like, we went to, we were at a pub in San Diego a few years back. We went to Coachella and we are at... Fuck you, San Diego. Yeah, that's it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but we're sitting at this bar and, like, it was, like, Easter Saturday sort of thing and it was, like, me and three of the other boys and we were just having the best time... And, like, people were actually, like, 
the locals were coming up to us going, man, like, What's where are you guys from? Like, and, yeah. you know, what are you, what, you're just having a blast sort of thing. And, like, we literally started this this massive group of everyone just sort of sitting around the same table. Yeah. And it was just like... Who were we talking? Who were you with? Uh, Matty O'Shea, Dane Brennan, Brent Raper. I think that was the, yeah, that, that was... That straight away, all fantastic storytellers. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it, we were just on a absolute vibe, but... Going back to your point was like the law of attraction. It's like mm. people want to get in on that positivity because everyone wants to feel good fundamentally. hundred percent. Right, like, but you want to feel good. No one wants to feel shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all these books, like the self-help books and that sort of thing. Like I'm reading one, The Art of Happiness at the moment. It's like basically like this Western psychiatrist interviewing the Dalai Lama. Yeah, wow. It's actually really cool. And he sort of, he has his take on, on Westernized psychology, but... Um, um, the Dalai Lama sort of gives his um, Eastern sort of, yeah. you know, like the um, the Buddhist sort of view on, on happiness and that sort of thing. Yeah. But like just talking about like people just want to achieve, they want to feel that sense of contentment and, and happiness. Like that's our fundamental desire, I think. Yeah. You know, our psychological state where we want to be at. 100%. Like, it's, it's really funny too because like with the URC this year, the URC is blown up this year. It's like had the biggest growth it's ever had. It's continuing to grow getting bigger but personally from like from a standpoint i guess talking about my own year i've had the best year i've had in about 10 years this year it's been fucking cracker and it's funny because i made the choice for that to be so i remember last year i had i had probably the worst year i've had in 10 years last year but um i remember waking up one sunday morning and mate, i'd been in the depths of hell for about three months and i remember waking up one sunday morning and literally i just said out loud in my own bed i was like i'm not going to let myself feel like this anymore and that decision like literally that statement that i just made to myself i got out of bed hopped in the shower and that was the turning point it lit- everything started to turn around from there wags i i know exactly where you're talking about mate in terms of because i remember i came and um helped you with the gym and that sort of thing yeah. but like i was talking to you and like you were you were responding to me, mm. but you weren't there. Like, yeah. I could tell how much you were inside your own head, obviously processing things that were going on, that yeah. sort of thing. But, yeah, mate, like, it's, as I said, from where you are now to, to there, like, it's but chalk and cheese. But going back, talking about, like, obviously everyone wanting to be happy, like, that decision for me, just, again, talking about compound effect, the compounding effect of that statement in my bed alone Sunday morning saying I'm not going to let myself feel like this anymore just set off this chain of events and decisions following that I had an event it's funny I caught up with a friend of mine Bonita yesterday um, she works for Lululemon and I actually had an event earlier this year maybe it was even I think it was in January it was called The Huddle and it was for, so basically supporting um, su- supporting men mm-hmm. so there's probably about 20 of us uh, from across New South Wales that went out for dinner uh, in Willamaloo, and they went around the table and everyone shared their goals for the year. And Benita threw to me first, so I stood up, introduced myself, and my goal for the year, and it's funny because it's not really a goal because it didn't have tangible way of measuring whether I succeeded or not, yep. but I, what I said was, I'm going to prioritise being there more for myself this year. And reflecting on that over the past couple of weeks, I've very much done that this year. But going back into obviously wanting to feel happy and the energy that you're putting out, law of attraction, all the things we've talked about in the last sort of 15 minutes or so, the URC is 
what it is today, community-wise, because of the energy that I've been giving out to it. And receiving that back is like the most satisfying thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess well, it covers what we really just said, wasn't, mm. doesn't it? Like it's it's amazing about that conscious decision. They like people people can go through ultimately the the people that can um that can help themselves or sorry that, let me say that again. It's like you can only help yourself, and this, you've got to start with making a decision. So mm. people who are going through depression that sort of thing. You hear people tell stories about it and it's like basically they made that conscious decision one day to say, look, something, something so traumatic happens yeah. that they go, I need to make a fucking change here. Yeah. And like it just sounds like you had that defining moment at that particular yeah. point. Sometimes it's a traumatic event. Sometimes someone just turns it around. Yeah. But then once you do that and yeah, yeah you change your perspective on mm. things. Yeah. And a lot of these books too about, um, you know, the art of happiness and that mm. sort of thing is all about how you perceive the world around you. you know what yeah. I mean? And once you can change your perspective on what's happening to you in the world or, or basically the events that are taking place around you. Um, who says this as well? It's like um, the, the Resilience Project. Yeah, you. And he talks about it's basically how you perceive an event and how you can take, you know, it might be a challenge for you, mm. but rather than seeing it as a negative and going, oh, this is all too hard, yeah. it's like you go, okay, you know what? Yep, it's a challenge, but let's look at it in a positive light and then let's try and be, you know, try and show some gratitude around it to basically say, like, um, this is helping me grow as a person, yeah. okay, as yeah. opposed to this is just trying to destroy me. It's like, no, no, no. How can, like, this is an obstacle that I need to yeah. overcome. And if I overcome it, I'm going to become a stronger person. Yeah. And then it's also showing empathy in, in terms of, is this really the worst thing yeah. um, that's happening to me? Like, I had a... Um, I was having a crap day the other day sort of thing. I reached out to one of my old workmates and he just told me his brother passed away from mm. cancer or whatever and, and I just sort of sat back and like I was, I was stressing about something like a report or something like yeah. that or, or like having to do reports. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's just lost someone yeah. and I'm sitting there going, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. wake, like give yourself in perspective, wake up and sort of go, it's, let's get on with it. It's hard sometimes that it takes a scenario like that to give you perspective. Yeah, But something that you said just before, and I think it's important to note that often it just comes down to the sort of quality of questions that we're asking ourselves, yeah. you know, and the hard thing is often we don't actually see the lesson. I actually love this quote. Life's a tough teacher. It gives the test first and the lesson later. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Right. That's one of my favorite all time quotes because it's fucking true. Like often we, that's why hindsight's such a beautiful thing and, and, looking at things in retrospect because we're able to look back on situations in our life when we thought, you know, our world was ending or, you know, we're never going to come out of it and think, fuck, I'm so glad that happened because look at where I am now, you know? Mate, that is a, that's a solid quote. Yeah. And I, I, just as you said it, my brain races back to like tough events that happened for yeah. me now and I sort of now reflect on it and go, no, was, you did learn some stuff out of that or you wouldn't be where you are now you know if that event didn't happen mm. you know what i mean so so then trying to uh, trying to be present and mindful in the moment and think and say okay what do i need to ask myself now to actually flip how i'm feeling to try and fast track the growth or the learning from this situation yep. so i don't know if you know who craig alexander is one of australia's greatest ever triathletes five-time ironman, ironman world champion 
incredible athlete, yeah. amazing bloke as well. Um, I've interviewed, interviewed him on my old podcast. Really good fella, but he said any time in, in the depths of a race, right, so Ironman distance, 3.8K swim, 180K ride, 42K run, right? So eight hours for the elites, eight hours, uh, eight hour uh, day pretty much. But he would always say to himself, if things weren't going well in the middle of a race, his question was, what is within my control right now that will improve my position? Mm. And immediately he goes, body scan. What's my running stride like? What's my foot strike like? How's my chest? Am I leaning into it? Am I too upright? He'd go a full body scan. Then he'd go, all right, nutrition. Okay, when was my last feed? What did I have? What do I need? Am I cramping? And go through this big checklist. And often the problem-solving process of going through all of that, he'd end up working out exactly what he needed to do and it would completely change his race around. Mm. But just having that having that presence to, you know, when you're in the depths of the, uh, in the hurt locker to actually say, what do I have at my disposal right now that's in my control that will improve my position? So even asking yourself that, you know, when you're having a tough time at, at work or, you know, in a relationship or whatever it might be, saying, what can, what can I control yeah. right now that's going to improve where I'm at? Yeah. Well, it's, you, you can usually break things down. Like if you're unhappy or you're feeling stressed, mm. you're 100% right. Like you can generally, if you think about it pragmatically and mm. sort of go, all right, let's – Let's go through the why am I feeling this way? It's yeah. not just a big ah, oh, this is I, I feel terrible. Mm. But if you really drill down, yeah. there's always a source that you can yeah. get to to say this is what's causing the problem. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, now we've found that beautiful. Yeah. What are we going to do? Right. Let's 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 take measures or put things in place to try and adjust to it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And then generally you'll find if you put those things in place, you solve your problem. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's funny. When you were saying that, I've, I've got another quote for you. I think you'll like this one. Get your pens and pe- papers out, everyone. <laughs> we are a product of our decisions, not our circumstances. Right? And going back to that growth mindset thing, people with a fixed mindset will go, oh, this has happened to me. It's not my fault. Why do these, thi- why do these things constantly happen to me? If you actually are willing to swallow your pride and go deep yep. enough in rewind and look back at decisions that you've made ultimately like we are as i said at the start of this chat we're here because we chose to be you know yeah okay so i i actually do think about that right so i i i have that but what and a lot of people have this as well where they go yep no this is i'm responsible for where i am right now yep yeah but then you're in it your inner critic, that voice, that negative voice. There's actually a really good um, thing on Netflix at the moment too, just by the way. It's um, Jonah Hill basically interviewing his 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 psychologist or his psychiatrist. Wow. you got to, It's called Stutz or something like that. Oh, I've seen an advert for that yesterday. What, mate, you got to watch it. I don't know how I remembered it. So he, ba- he basically said he made a film about um, talking to his psychiatrist and that sort of thing and him explaining his practice and the tools that he gives his clients and that yeah, sort wow. of thing because Jonah Hill said I want to share this with as many people as possible because it pulled me out of a shit spot mm. you got to watch it man but yeah, he talks yeah. about everybody has this thing inside them called part x yeah right and it's the everyone has it it's the inner critic it's that voice that negative voice that everybody has okay but it's like 
that's the thing that constantly um, tells you you're not good enough or you need to do better mm. or you failed, you yeah. need to try harder. Yeah. But he also put a spin on it to say that you actually need that person in your life. It's like there's a part of you that's a hero and yeah. then there's a part of you that's the villain. Yeah. Part X is the villain, right? Yeah. Without the villain though, that internal critique, there's nothing to overcome in terms of no one's telling you to put to yeah. improve and that sort of thing. Yeah. Almost um, like it's it's like in this inbuilt accountability system. Yeah, that's right. And he said he goes without trying to with no enemy to defeat or no villain to defeat. Yeah. You, there's just this you just sit there and you sort of just plot along sort of thing. So yeah. he put he sort of put this shift on that and said you can actually see your villain as a necessary thing in your life to take action and go no no I'm if I'm feeling this way what can I do to overcome that yeah. person and eventually yeah silence that inner yeah. critic to a point where you then become as I said you're in a cycle you're in a habit where you're like I'm constantly doing this because I know yeah. that's what's going to defeat yeah um, well again it's all about perspective of how you're looking at inner critic again you just you just said like well if you, if you flip the script on it and say well how can I utilize this to my advantage rather than look at it and think fuck I'm I'm no good I'm this I'm that I'm a failure I'm whatever the dan- um, the danger becomes and this is when people fall into that really deep st- state of despair is when they let that voice defeat them yeah. and, and encompass them and they can't they're not taking action yep. okay and it's basically like I, I can't get through this anymore sort of thing yeah. and it's I'm not doing anything to try and defeat them anymore yeah well it's mate it's, it's the whole thing of um, <laughs> Was the scribble? Went, there was <laughs> what are these notes? Uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just fucking scribbled on two pages. What's this? <laughs> I, I'd laugh if I like saw a page with like dicks drawn all over it. <laughs> What's that in Superbad? Isn't it where he's like he's a chronic dick drawer? <laughs> Be veiny. <fucker>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jarvis got a hold of my diary the other day. Oh, mate. Scribbled all over yeah, it. Yeah, we'll go with that story. Jarvis yeah. got hold of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's shit all through this thing. Oh, um, brilliant, brilliant. Sorry, mate. Look, no, you're right. Look, I... um, Mate, this is another one of those chats. I mean, they've all been so amazing. I could go on and talk for hours um, about all this stuff because it's so, so fascinating. And I mean, as I said, every time you and I sit down and have a chat over coffee, banana bread... Raisin toast, whatever it might be, beer. Um, we always end up going down this path where we talk about, you know, growth and you know becoming better and reflecting on, you know, the the challenges that we've both overcome. And I know I always take stuff away from you, um, and I really hope that everyone's been able to take something away from this. Uh, but it is that time of the chat where we go into our five uh, little questions that we have for everyone at the end. Yep. Um, so to kick it off, your favourite distance to run or race? Michael now or Michael 10 years ago? <laughs> Mate, let's just go with... Yeah, you know what? Let's go with Michael 10 years ago. 21. Loved, loved a half, half marathon. Yep. Yep. I just... Once you got in your rhythm, it was awesome. It was yep. just beautiful, like just cruising. It's almost a distance that you can actually like... You ca- it's it's a long distance, but it's you can put the pace on a little bit and and sort of maintain it for you know ninety minutes or an hour and forty minutes or so. I, I remember some of the best ones I had was was like you'd get in that zone and then I 
you, you wouldn't even I wouldn't even be thinking about anything mm. in terms of my how my body felt. Yeah, I wouldn't even be paying attention to it. I'd just be enjoying myself so yeah. much. And I was actually kicking ass with my time too. Yeah, so it was yeah. almost like I lost track of time. Yeah. Which is like that flow state. Um, flow, because I was going to say, Mahali. Yeah. Well, um, I can't say his surname. Mahali, Cheeks Mahal. <laughs> one of the best surnames I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that pure flow state of just yeah. going like, it's effortless. Yeah. It feels beautiful. Like, And I just I'd be sitting there flying and I'd be like, far out, I'm smashing this. We, mate, we haven't talked much about your music, but do you get in flow state when you're playing music and performing? Um, it depends. It heavily depends on um, audience, right? Audience engagement, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so you can be putting on a like you can be really feeling strong. Say putting on a clinic. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's you could be you know in yourself you could be strong in yeah. terms of I feel really good in how I'm projecting my voice, feel good in how I'm playing, sort of thing. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm struggling. Yeah. But no one can, no one will respond to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's that, that's tough. Yeah. So if you're getting the love from the audience, and I think you can try and get the audience, like you, bit of showmanship, and try and interact with people in the crowd, and that generally will get a few people interested. But even sometimes it's just like you just need to get the URC to every gig. You yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it started. But yeah, um, when. When the crowd are vibing, yeah. I'm in flow state. Yeah, nice. Nothing better than like just playing a song and everyone's singing the shit out of it with you, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And you just sit there going, this is fucking unreal. So good. Yeah. That's um, epic. I'm singing fucking Wonderwall for the 628th time. <laughs> just fucking people vibing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, there's definitely that flow state. Yeah. And me and Brendo feel it as well. Like when we yeah. do shows together, like we, like we'll look at each other and just go like, and he'll sort of go, I'm feeling the exact same way you're yeah, feeling right yeah, now. That's so And great. we don't even have to say a thing to each other. Yeah, that's good. Um, we've di- we're digressing. Yeah. Going back to optimal distance, at the moment for me, it's probably around, yeah, probably around 10. And I know that's been said by a few oh, other. that's all right. It's, it's pretty common, yeah. So sorry to be a little bit um, vanilla with that one. But <laughs> yeah, like that's just obviously where I'm at at the moment in yeah, terms yeah. of where I can com- like complete at a... Without sort of being too wrecked, yep, sort of thing. Yeah, fair yeah. enough, mate. Um, let's talk about upcoming goals because I feel like you're aware of this. By not having a powerful enough purpose, it is easy to fall out of consistency with training. Yep. So I think setting a uh, Chapo said um, uh, this quote's been said before, but set goals so high it demands an entirely different version of yourself. I have heard that in a previous podcast. And yeah. just side note there, you've successfully put Chapo in another episode. So yeah. as I said, I know that that's the last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a common theme. Uh, yeah, he's... Wait, I, I had... What a guy. What I know, honestly, I, uh, I my phone broke the other week. So I borrowed a phone off um, Ben Dutton and my last iPhone backup was in July. So when I uploaded, when I basically turned on Dutto's phone with my SIM card in it, everything uploaded as far back as like up until july the last backup anything after july didn't have any message or anything like that anyway i opened up a text to text chapo and the last text i sent chapo was chapo just wanted to let you know you're in my top three blokes to have beers with (laughs) 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 have a good laugh at that anyway so upcoming goals mate um you probably know this one already but i i've never run a marathon before and 
oh, mate, to be honest with you, I'm actually been very inspired by a lot of the runners in URC who are like just kicking ass lately yeah. with marathons, half marathons, and like people like doing good times and yeah. that sort of shit. So like that's yeah. infectious, man. Yeah. And I just and I've said it to a few people purposely because once you put it out there, Nothing you like have public accountability. That's right. That's yeah. right. So my goal in terms of um, like just physical fitness and that sort of thing is to do the Gold Coast Marathon in July. Nice. Um, and obviously I know that there's going to be a, that there's going to be a higher level of um, cons- like commitment to, yep. to running yep. to achieve that. Yep. So I'm under if no if illusions wanna, there. If you want to do it well. Obviously. That, yeah, exactly. And I like, I'm someone who you don't do something and do it half assed yep. Like I want to do it well. Yep. So nice. that would be my big, my big goal. Life goal in general, mate, is I've got a kid coming in four weeks. Huge. Um, Very exciting. And I said to Kash, okay, I want to be a dad who leads by example and I want to start that off literally from the day my kid comes into the world and yeah. basically say I'm someone who commits to, to their goals, yeah. who works hard yeah. to achieve something. So I think um, it's just being – a good role model. Yeah. That's probably going to be one of my priorities. That's awesome, mate. In the, the coming the, weeks. There's nothing like having a greater purpose to fulfill that is, uh, it's, it's a purpose greater than anything relative to you as an individual and nothing says, nothing delivers that more than being a parent. Yeah. I, I'm so excited, man. Like yeah. I just. I'm excited for you. I, for both I, of you. I think. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be a really good teacher for this, yeah. for, for my kid. Yeah. Um, the kid's just going to come up, grow up, and just converse in movie quotes only. Oh, mate. <laughs> get ready for an absolute barrage of just constant movie quoting. I feel sorry for this kid already. It's just uh, like They'll be watching Caddyshack first day out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, um, I'm, I'm very exciting. But, yeah, anyway. Awesome. That, those are my those are my big goals at the Very good. on the on the horizon. Mate, do you have a favorite route, URC route? You know what? So obviously listening to the other ones, other podcasts. Um, can I actually give a favorite route, but then like a run that was actually a, a specific run yeah, that yeah. I in my head? For sure. So Gannon's Cannons is my favorite route. Yeah. One, it's got a fucking sick name. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. No, it's it, a fucking cool name, mate. Eh? It's just, um, I, I just think it's a good little route, a couple of good little hill sort of yeah. segments um, and a good distance. Yeah. I think it's about 11K, is it? Yeah. Yep. Ten and a half, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's around about that ideal yeah. distance that I said before. We might do that this week. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say yes. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's probably my favourite route. Favourite run was actually oh, was a few, fair few weeks ago now, but I was running with... Um, Casey um, Control Dorma. Yep, yep, yep. And shout out to Case ran her first thirty Ks yesterday. Oh, nice! Fucking weapon. Good on you, buddy. Um, we did Burrinier Bay Road yep. up and like out and out and back, yep. uh, a while back. And me and Case were sort of like, I remember you guys coming in in this run. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, and the whole way we were sort of like next to each other. Then she'd shoot ahead a little bit, and yep. then I'd sort of pull her back in, and I'd get ahead. Yeah. And we did that the whole way and we got back and we actually did a really good time. Like we actually yeah. both looked at our watches and went, fuck, like. Native split. And I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking yeah. about the clock. I was yeah. sort of just in this little yeah. 
I wasn't competing with her, but I was sort of like, I think we're both using each other to yeah. push each other along here. Yeah. I don't know. That's as a I hard said. run. Yeah, yeah, man. And really I, hard run. I don't know whether she was feeling the same, but that's how I had it in my head. Yeah. And we both got back and like we both went, fucking good run, man. Like a mutual respect yeah. of like, that yeah. was tough, but like, well done. Yeah. Good to share that with you. Yeah. So that was a, a distinct, specific mm. Uh, morning that really stood out to me in terms of just how I felt after it and I felt like it had really pushed hard through as well so it was like yeah you've done well today yeah. like well done you didn't just sort of go through those shitty motions that you've yeah. been oh fuck we've got to run this and got yeah. to fucking run this hill and yeah 100%. you know so mates couple of questions left favorite URC event now I know you haven't been to many I think you're gonna know the answer to this one so after Southern to surf yeah that was a cracking. I because that's the first time I'd really seen that group of people in a social setting. Mm. Um, what a sight! Oh, mate, fuck! <laughs> it was brilliant. Like someone, like there was like someone had some. I can't remember who it was. Come up to me with like poker machine eyes, just like, like absolutely yeah. cooked. Yeah, just going, how fucking good this? <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Just, I'm just like, yeah, I'm feeling it. But yeah, like it just I saw another side of everyone that yeah. day. But like how much fun everyone was having yeah. like together because it was a you know great morning really yeah. successful morning in terms of everyone ran really well mm. i know urc like kicked ass in terms of the one the, won the uh, yeah the team the team award yeah. yeah so it was sort of like for me um even though i was performing or whatever it was like i still feel like being part of it like yeah. you guys were just sort of like throwing you know what yeah. i mean like throwing the love out there sort of thing and everyone was just having a great time and i was just watching it unfold that was the day i got up to play a song and I was absolutely fucking maggot. Like, he did fucking good. Nobody knew. I f- oh, mate, I was like on an, I was on another planet. I was so blind that day. I forgot lyrics. Like, <laughs> so I look back at the, there's a couple of videos of it. And I think, oh my god, how were you doing that? Yeah, actually, I remember the the song is like, he loves her. <laughs> she loves this guy right here. <laughs> Love stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to do we're that. Sing- so- Where's wedding singer everybody? <laughs> So Sir, one more outburst from you and I will strangle you with this microphone. <laughs> Fuck. He's losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, go. All right, what what, what else we one, got? Last one. Um, favor, either favourite motivational line or where, where do you draw inspiration from? You know what, man? Recently, um, in, terms of, in terms of work ethic, like I really, really respect my old man um i think he instilled a good sense of work ethic in all of us boys i've got three brothers yeah um and i see dad throughout my life he's worked hard at things and he's always said if you're going to do something do it well or do it right you know what i mean so um i think and whilst i'm as i said in a bit of a slump at the moment like in my fitness stuff i'm still doing well in other aspects of my life because i'm working hard at it so i think he inspired me in terms of work hard and and and, you know do things to the best of your ability um lately i've actually been really inspired by um kasha's mum she she just went to the pan pacific games for dragon boating no way and she only picked it up about a year ago or something like that wow mate she She's just she just gets on with it like she um, trained at the gym that I always used to be training at in Padstow yep. and like she would match it with like she's about fifty five mm. and she would match it with 
people who are in their mid twenties and that, and yeah. like every if you're in a, like a team challenge, it like you'd be stoked. Like remember, she was on your team. Me- remember at school when like you had the four captains picking teams, yeah. and like you know you'd have like a hot prospect that like sort of yeah. like fuck get them first, yeah, like yeah, sort yeah. of. Thing. How worse? How, how bad was it when the worst was last pick? Last pick. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, mate. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I was usually in the. First off the range. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or, or I was picking. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Skip. Skip Hanratty will call me. But, um, mate, yeah, so I've actually just looked at her and, and her attitude to just fucking doing things, man. She mm. just goes, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And she fucking does it well. Yeah. And it's just like. So good. I'm really, like, she's going to be the best grandmother as well. Yeah. Like, I just, she's already, like, I'm going to take days off work and that sort of thing. Like, I'm going to. Know, come back and work sort of thing so I can spend more time with the kid and yeah. I, I want my kid to be around people like that yeah yeah, good role models as you were saying yeah before. so I, I, I yeah like she's really been an inspiration at the moment I think and just in, in, in regards to I can get out there and just do it just turn up do it yeah just turn up just turn up yeah. that's it mate I'm sure there's some quote in there could be movie quote could be uh, what's your go to line <laughs> My go-to line. Um, oh man, there's too many. You can't do movie quotes for me. <laughs> there's way too many. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Shake and bake, baby. Yeah, I got shake and bake tatted on my ass, man. I do you actually? Yeah, I got it done in Thailand. I just like stumbled home. Why not? I got a that bamboo tat. So but I was like... On your own? Yeah, I was on my own. <laughs> I didn't know where I'd lost. I'd like I was on PP Island and I didn't know I'd lost track of where my hotel was and I was just fucking cruising the streets with like a fucking Chang beer in like oh a Chang God. long neck from the local fucking Seven <laughs> Eleven, warm or something as well. Oh mate, it was fucking the humidity was about ninety nine percent. Wow, but yeah, literally just went. Uh, fuck. I'm gonna get shaken. Ta- yeah, I don't know why it popped into my head. That is so funny. Nah, I don't know, man. There's too many, yeah, too many movie quotes. I can quote you the whole bloody. Inches speech from um, any given Sunday, if you want. That was an in- pretty inspirational yeah, one. No, but very good. Yeah. Well, mate, that'll do us for today. Um, mate, I, I'd really want to get you back on uh, in 2023. I think there's big value in having conversations like this and as always, always taking so much away from it. Um, I'd love to do a round table with yourself, Benny Ladder, Spooner, Dane Holt. There'd I feel be like there's some value in that. There'd be some solid chat going on. Yeah, we'll just let the uh, let the record let, let the recording device go and see how long it goes for. <laughs> but mate, thanks once again for coming on. As always, loved it and uh, really appreciate you coming around. Thank you for having me, Wags. I appreciate it. Done.